0: Matt Schaff and Jared Smoll of DraftSharks.com here to get you ready for the Week 11 main slate on DraftKings. Jared, how did DFS in New Daughter Week treat Were you? you <laughs> play as much last week, and how did you play?
1: Yeah, I played my usual volume last week. Maybe shouldn't have. It wasn't my best week. It wasn't my worst week. In um, tournaments, it was a right game, wrong players week for me. I mean, I, I was all over the Chargers-Lions game, to, game. I know you uh talked about Jared Goff in, in the solo video you did as our favorite tournament play, and he was, you know, it was either Goff or Dak as the tournament winner last week. My problem, though, was I did not play any Keenan Allen and I did not play any Jameer Gibbs despite, you know, being in on that game. So no tournament win for me last week. And then in cash, I think I made – my biggest mistake of the season in cash last week in not playing Devin Singletary. And you, you could say it's hindsight because he went off for the biggest game of his career and we obviously couldn't have expected that, but the fact that he was so cheap, I think he was like $4700 last week in a good matchup against the Bengals after, you know, he did nothing the previous week but he dominated snaps and touches and that's kind of where we can get our edge in realizing stuff like that. Singletary didn't post big fantasy points in week 9 but he he was a workhorse for this ascending offense. And again, was in a good matchup last week. So I think Singletary is someone that we, that should have been in cash game lineups last week. And I, I did not end up playing him.
0: Yeah. Certainly a reminder on trying to get recency bias out as we plan going forward. But I think we'll talk about Singletary again. I think we'll talk about another guy, That might be a bit of a counter to that where we went back to him. He didn't work. So we'll get to all of that. But rather than talking vagaries, let's get specific with the picks for week 11. And when I open up quarterback, I check the lineup generator. I can immediately see a temptation for you. So I want to know who is your quarterback play. I'm going to guess it's not this guy because the temptation is kind of a joke. But who is your cash play at quarterback on DraftKings this week?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I see who you're looking at. I'm not playing Jordan Love in cash. <laughs> uh no way. I- I'm playing the guy who does lead our um Quarterbacks in dollars per point. Brock Purdy, fifty eight hundred dollars. His price just isn't really moving on DraftKings, which is surprising. Like not not to say he should be a lot more expensive, but I feel like he's you know four five hundred bucks underpriced here at fifty eight hundred. Brock Purdy has twenty one plus DraftKings points in five of his last seven games. Forty Nine ers uh, they're tied for the third highest implied total on the main slate at twenty six point seven five points. I like this matchup for Purdy too. The Bucks are a pass funnel defense. They're seventh in run defense DVOA, they're 14th against the pass. So, you know, they're, they're okay against the pass. They have had, the Bucks have had their four worst pass defense DVOA outings come in their four games prior to last week. They did bounce back a little last week, but they have been really bad against the pass in their previous four games. And opposing offenses are treating the Bucks defense how they should they're going past heavy against Tampa Bay. The Bucks have the third highest pass rate over expected against, meaning teams are leaning past against this defense. So I do think you could get a bit more pass volume out of Brock Purdy this week. And I mean, you know, the Niners just seem to put up 30 points almost every week. So it just it just feels like a safe bet, just for you know Purdy to get, you know, two or three of those touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Brock Purdy over Jordan Love for cash for all those reasons. And you mentioned Tampa Bay playing poorly against the pass, rebounding last week. Playing against a rookie quarterback and the Tennessee Titans will help you look better as a pass defense. So I would certainly bet on them not being awesome against a better team and a better quarterback, likely a better quarterback. We'll, we'll, we'll give both of these guys the benefit of saying neither is a finished product yet. So tourney side, are you also looking at Brock Purdy there and, or is Jordan Love
1: finding his way <laughs> on any of the tournament rosters? You know the, the Packers Chargers game is interesting. Like I could see it shooting out. I wish it was in L.A. I'd, I'd like it more if it was you know indoors. I mean we'll see how the weather's like in, in Green Bay as we're in mid November at this point. I don't think I'm going to end up getting to that game. Maybe maybe pieces from both sides. There's, a, there's actually a few we'll talk about later on. But um, I think as far as stacks go, I'm going to be all in on this Cardinals Texans game, playing both sides of it. C.J. Stroud. And Kyler Murray, it's not going to sneak up on anyone. I mean, it has the highest over under on the main slate at 48 and a half points. Um, it's the fifth fastest paced game on the main slate so there should be plenty of plays on both sides there are just lots of strong values on both sides of this game where we can really stack it up for relatively cheap and add some high-priced pieces around it we have kyler murray as our third best quarterback value devin singletary who you know we'll we'll talk about as a cash play but he's the best running back value on the slate by our numbers michael wilson and rondell moore on the Cardinal side are our two best wide receiver values. They're both priced, you know, under $4,000 and you'll know, have some target upside in this game. Also a wide receiver, Marquise Brown and Tank Dell are top 12 values. And then we have Trey McBride as our third best tight end value. So I'm, I'm just going to be um, kind of mixing and matching these pieces in you know, the four or five tournament lineups I make. Hope the game hits, hope I hit the right combos. And then, you know, I think again, you can, you can get some high priced options in Cardinal stacks, especially because these guys are, are uh, so cheap. Yeah,
0: even if it's not going to be a sneaky game overall, there are enough options here to play around with it and get different. And of course, other spots in your lineup that you can help to differentiate differentiate your whole lineup with. Running back, you know, we've already mentioned him a couple of times now, but I think we start with Devin Singletary. He just beat his career high in rushing yards by 40 yards. He got seven more carries than he had in any other game in his career. Now he gets an even better matchup than last week against Arizona. He's still just $5,300 in DraftKings salary. That's up $600 more than Devin Singletary's previous high this season, but it's still just 20th among the main slate running backs that we actually have projected for this week so jared is he a must for cash this week or does it just feel like that because maybe you didn't play him last week
1: (laughs) yeah i mean he's close to a must i mean there are A handful of other solid cash plays, so you could make a lineup without him. But Singletary does check in as our best dollars per point value at the position. This is, of course, is assuming Damian Pierce is out and he has not practiced yet this week on Wednesday or Thursday, so we're assuming he's going to miss this game. As you said, awesome matchup for Singletary. His Texans are five point home favorites. They have the third highest implied total on the main slate. And just if you look over the last two weeks now, Devin Singletary has played seventy eight percent of the Texans' offensive snaps. He's handled eighty four percent of the team's carries. He only has. four targets for a 5% target share, but he's run a pass route on 54% of the pass play. So I think there's you know more target upside than what he's shown so far. So I, I just think he's too good a volume bet in a good matchup to fade in cash. And we have him at just 10% projected ownership right now. If it stays there, I think he's a good tournament play as well at, the, at that price and ownership.
0: I was thinking the same thing. He seems like such a, you know, quote unquote, obvious play this week that I was surprised the projected ownership wasn't higher. We'll see. Maybe that picks up over the weekend. Once it becomes um, certain that Damian Pierce isn't playing, we're assuming it at this point. So check those numbers. Certainly as you're building your lineups on Sunday, what else do you like for tournament running back at the top? end, I,
1: I think we're due for a big Austin Eckler game. And I, I, you know, I tried playing him last week and he was fine. It wasn't, you know, at the kind of game you needed to win a tournament but um Eckler has scored 21 plus DK points in three straight games now if you look at his schedule since returning from that ankle injury Cowboys Chiefs Bears who are a really good run defense Jets Lions it's been a really tough schedule by our adjusted fantasy points allowed numbers it's been the seventh toughest running back schedule over those five games um, now, Eckler gets the Packers, who are 22nd in run defense DVOA. They're 21st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. Um, yeah, it's a defense where we we see teams go run heavy against the against the Packers because this run D is so bad. So I think you know, Eckler has 30 point upside, and I think this is a spot where we could get it from him. Beyond Eckler, I like both Dolphins running backs, Raheem Mostert and Devin Achan. Um, $6,900 for Mostert, $6,600 for Achan. I mean, there's uncertainty about volume for for both guys really, right? You know, how much is A-Chan going to get in his first game back? What's, they're going to be left over for most if A-Chan, if A-Chan does play a big role coming back. But I mean, we know both these guys have big play upside. The Dolphins have the highest implied total on the main slate and the Raiders are 27th in run defense DVOA, 23rd in adjusted points allowed to running backs. They're actually a, significantly stronger pass defense than run defense. So this could be a game where, you know, it's, it's, it's more on the ground for the dolphins. And I think, you know, both these backs have, you know, tournament winning potential.
0: Yeah, I was surprised to see in the lineup generator that Raheem Mostert is currently projected for just 1% ownership. I have to think that that climbs, but if it starts out that low, that says to me that people are concerned about playing him or at least not seeing the ceiling on Raheem Mostert just, just because Devon Achan is back. I saw the same number on David Montgomery. And we talk a lot about high ownership, maybe being a reason to fade a guy in a tournament lineup, but another way to use it is to look for opportunities like this, where there are players with legitimate upside that are simply going, you know, undernoticed. and you can say David Montgomery has a matchup this week that favors passing over running. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever Detroit likes to run the ball. I think that they're going to control this game. David Montgomery it remains the better bet, not as good a bet as before his injury to get touches near the goal line. But like if if we get, you know, 35 points from Detroit in this one, probably two of those touchdowns are going to be on the ground at least. And there's just always a chance that he gets multiple TDs in any game. So I think anytime, unless it's some oppressive defensive matchup that you can get David Montgomery at that low of uh, projected ownership at this point i think you probably want to yeah. throw him into at least one tournament
1: lineup yeah it's funny how this stuff works i kind of thought i'd be fading montgomery this week because he is coming off a big game it's a you know good spot for the lions offense in general you know, montgomery's at 6500 a bit cheaper than he was last week but i mean if he's coming in at one percent projected ownership we have jameer gibbs who is 500 more expensive than david montgomery coming in at 16 percent projected ownership and you know gibbs straight up. We haven't projected for more DraftKings points. We haven't projected as a better value than, than Montgomery, but at those ownerships, um, if Montgomery's going to stay sub five he, percent, he's he's going to be in my player pool, and I'll, I'll you know try to get him in a lineup or two for sure because he he does have multiple touchdown upside for sure. Wide
0: receiver, the DK dollars per point, as you mentioned, find two three K level Cardinals wideouts up top. We got Marquise Brown, not too far behind. Are any of those Cardinals wide receivers in your cash plans this week?
1: The way I've built my cash lineup so far, and it's you know it's, it's only Friday, it's not done yet. Is I'm probably going to end up playing one cheap wide receiver i might end up going curtis samuel over the cardinals guys um just feel a bit better about his role and just you know the pass heaviness of the commanders i will say if you're going to play these cheap cardinals wide receivers i prefer michael wilson in tournaments you know he's the the bigger a guy he's the downfield guy whereas ronda Moore, you know we know what his role is it's all the short stuff so i do think ronda Moore is probably the better cash play you know just as a good bet for you know four or five six catches in this game my top cash play at wide receiver though and it, it sounds a little crazy to rely on a zach wilson wide receiver in cash but man garrett wilson has been a you know, prototypical cash game play for a while now. He's averaging 17.5 DraftKings points over his last four games with 14-plus in all four of those, despite not scoring a single touchdown in those four games. He has 52 targets over his last four games, a 33% target share, 31 catches over the last four games, 363 receiving yards. He's just been super steady because of the volume and the fact that he's good. Like, you know, he's good enough to... Be efficient enough, despite, you know, the Zach Wilson struggles. Jets are probably going to be playing from behind for, you know, most of Sunday's game against the Bills. The Bills now 16th in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers. They've kind of been um, falling all year in that metric since losing Trey White. So it's, it's definitely not a scary matchup for Wilson. I just think he's a good bet for another 10 plus targets here.
0: Yeah, Garrett Wilson's good enough to keep drawing those huge target shares and good enough to be fine production-wise, even if his quarterback stinks, no matter what Robert Sala tells you. Not the upside guy that you want to put in tournament lineups, though, right? Even in spite of that target share.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know can he score a touchdown? Like I think he's going to score a touchdown at some point again this season. Right. And like if you, again, 17.5 DK points per game over the last four without scoring a touchdown. So like give him a touchdown. We're talking, you know, up and in the mid 20s. So I think he's playable in tournaments. I haven't even looked at what do we have his ownership at right now? Uh, ni- Yeah. 19% that, you know, that's the other part of the equation. If he's going to be chalky, he's a guy I'd probably lean towards fading in tournaments.
0: You generally want to say that somebody who's getting a, a ton of opportunities and not scoring is going to positively regress and score at some <laughs> point. Sure. Garrett Wilson's going <laughs> to find the end zone at some point, but his team is running historically poorly and finding the end zone overall. So, I mean, it's not, it's more than just bad luck. (laughs) I guess it's more than just bad touchdown luck. It's also the bad luck of having a garbage quarterback. So who do you like in tournament lineups?
1: And we've talked a bit about this lions offense in this lions bears game which i do think is my second favorite game on the slate be- behind cardinals texans even the lions passing game is one i kind of wanted to, to use in tournaments and i still might it's, it's expensive which is why you know I, I didn't highlight it before but i do like this game and i'm gonna want to have you know probably like mini stacks with a guy on each side in, in some of my lineups on the Bears side i like dj Moore. As a tournament play this week at fifty six hundred dollars coming in. Uh, we have him at ten percent projected ownership. We've seen Moore put up thirty and fifty two DraftKings points already this season in games with Justin Fields, and I do think we've seen we saw Moore's average depth of target really plummet with Tyson Bagent under center. I think that's probably going to rebound with Fields back in there. And there's obviously risk with Fields coming off the thumb injury, but you know that's that's risk you should be willing to take on in tournaments. Um, again, I think this game has shootout potential. I think you know the Lions. Defense, while improved this season, has sort of regressed a bit lately, at least, you know, against these better offenses, giving up big games to the Ravens and Chargers. So I think it's a doable matchup for DJ Moore, who has continued to to dominate targets. He has a 26% target share since that quiet week one. So um, I just think at at the price tag and the ownership, there's a chance you get, you know, another 20, 25 point game out of Moore this week.
0: Yeah, the Lions are so soft in the secondary that even Quentin Johnston found the end zone last week. (laughs) Over to tight end, the top seven in DK dollars per point are interesting, I think, in the lineup generator. We've got $2,900 Tyler Conklin up top, which, you know, any Jets option is going to make you shudder a little bit. Four of the next six guys that are in the 4K range, which gets to be a little bit expensive for a cash lineup at tight end. So, Jared, are we fitting
1: in a 4K tight end this week? Are we going for Tyler Conklin, or is there something else? I'm actually leaning towards playing Trey McBride, which is you know more expensive than I usually go at cash, but I, I kind of have some you know FOMO not playing Trey McBride, just the ceiling he's shown. I mean, 21.4 DraftKings points last week in his first game with Kyler Murray this season. He went for 25 and a half back in week eight, and you know he he disappointed. In between those games, in the in the uh, you know Clayton Toon game where he, re- he really had no shot, but if you just look over the last three weeks, Trey McBride has 28 targets on a 31% target share, and the Texans rank 30th in adjusted points allowed. To tight end so it's another excellent matchup from McBride so I'm leaning that direction I think Tyler Conklin's definitely okay if you want to go cheaper at tight end um, you know that the Bills definitely can be beat by tight ends I think especially without Matt Milano um, and then we should we should mention Pat Fryermuth too who is min price $2,500 like yeah I mean I mean he's minimum price like I don't expect a good game out of Fryermuth, right it's his first game off a multi-week hamstring injury against the best tight end defense in the Browns but He's twenty five hundred bucks. Like it's just the salary savings he gives you. I think if you get to a lineup that you love and you know Fryermuth ends up being the guy at tight end, I think he's I think he's okay.
0: If you can't get to twenty nine hundred dollar Tyler Conklin, I think I'm okay with Pat right. Fryermuth. I do think like not even joking, I would rather play Jets tight end than Fryermuth. Yeah, you know, keep in mind that mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett is projected by the market for 180 passing yards this week. So everybody's like, yeah, these Steelers don't want to throw the ball. So, you know, that just makes everybody less safe for whatever production.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's interesting, you know, even with Conklin being more expensive that by our projections, we have Conklin as you know, easily a better dollars per point value than Fryman. So I agree. Um, you know, You'll want to try to get up to Conklin if possible. And a way better tattoo per square inch bet. Tournament tight end, what do you like? So speaking of Conklin, he's coming in at 3% projected ownership. And like, whenever I see our top value at a position coming in that low owned. Like I think he's worth considering and you can say there's not much upside to Conklin, which might be true, but I mean, maybe the Jets score a touchdown or two in this game and maybe it goes to Conklin. Like, you know, I think, I think at the price tag and the ownership he's worth considering. I like Luke Musgrave too. Um, again, I think there's upside to this Packers chargers game and I, I'm not going to like full stack it. I don't think in tournaments, but I think, you know, taking Eckler from one side and then Musgrave from the other side as a mini stack. I think makes some sense. Um, Musgrave comes in as our fifth best value at tight end at 36, 600 dollars and he's projected for just one percent ownership. He showed us the big playability these last two weeks that you know we we know he has. You know, he's a 97th percentile athlete. He has 105 yards on five catches over the last two weeks. So he's made some big plays, and the chargers are you know pretty much bad against every position that includes tight ends. They're 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They are bottom five in both catches and yards allowed to the position this season.
0: And I mean, this is a slate that's doesn't have a whole lot of high end potential at tight end. Yep. We had Mark Andrews, RIP go last night. We've got Travis Kelsey going on Monday night. We've got TJ Hawkinson on Sunday night. So all those guys are off the main slate. So you, you just might not need as much from tight end, quite as much scoring ceiling from your guy. Maybe that makes it a little bit easier to go for one of those cheaper guys that at least has reception upside. Flex, what are you favoring on DraftKings?
1: Some other running backs to consider for cash. I am considering Brees Hall at $6,400 um, you know, and it's scary to potentially have two jets in a cash game lineup, but I I think it's viable this week. It's such a concentrated offense, right? Again, Wilson's dominating the targets. Brees Hall is dominating work on the ground and Brees Hall might even, I actually expect him to get at least a little bump in passing game usage with Michael Carter gone. You know, Carter had been, you know, running routes on, you know, 20, 30, 40% of the dropbacks in a lot of these recent games. I think um, most of that work's going to go to Brees Hall. So I think he gets a bump. I think Brian Robinson is someone to look at. In cash and tournaments, probably if Antonio Gibson sits with his toe injury, Gibson is not practiced yet this week. It's already a great matchup on the ground for Robinson, you know, significant favorites against a bad Giants defense. I do think Gibson will pick up more work in the passing game if Gibson sits. So I like those two guys. For cash tournament side, I wanted to mention Debo Samuel at $6,300. Again, we like this spot for the 49ers passing game. Debo looked healthy last week, didn't have a big game, but he did get four targets. He got three carries. Um, And these, these bucks corners have been really bad, especially lately. So I think there's upside for Debo and Iuke really. I like Debo for the savings and then a cheap guy to consider again, going back to this chargers Packers game, Jalen Guyton, $3,300. he, ran her out on 73% of the pass plays in, in uh, week nine. He was up to 85% last week. So he's basically a full-time player in this awesome chargers passing game. He has big playability, you know, um, in the past, he's kind of, you know, just been, you know, kind of like a, a downfield specialist deep ball guy, but they're using him in a more diverse role now, kind of because they have to, because Josh Palmer's out, Quinton Johnson kind of continues to underwhelm. So Guyton's just, he's playing a big role You know, he got six targets last week, $3,300. I like the matchup against the Packers. So I think he's definitely worth considering as a, as a cheap tournament play.
0: And probably a pivot away from Michael Wilson, who would, I'm mm-hmm. guessing be more popular in that range. On defense, we see at the top of the DK dollars per point $2,900 jets against the Bills. And Jared, I I think at some point that might have looked crazy. It might just be one that you um, scroll past. But I, I mean, is it the best play on the slate? Josh Allen, has tossed yep. interceptions in six straight games. He had three picks and two fumbles against the Jets back in week one. He had two rough outings against the Jets last year. Like the, the Jets might just be a legitimately good defense play against Buffalo.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I think they're the cash play for sure. Uh, $2,600, by the way, the, the Jets are, and they are a top value on the slate. 20 points against the Bills, like you mentioned in that week one game earlier this season. You look at their two meetings last year. Jets had eight total sacks, two takeaways. They allowed 17 points in the first meeting, 20 points in the second meeting. Even this season, like the Jets have contained Patrick Mahomes. They shut down Justin Herbert a couple weeks ago. Jalen Hurts had, I think it was what, three picks in the game against the Jets. Like they have played almost all the elite quarterbacks and, you know, for the most part, shut them down. So I think the Jets are the cash play. I think if they stay at 5% projected ownership, they are my favorite tournament play as well. Um, I, I just think it's a legit good defense that, that is going to have success against against Josh Allen and company. But
0: they got rid of OC Ken Dorsey, and now Joe Brady has been elevated. So clearly they fixed the issue, <laughs> and the Bills should be all right on offense this week. The lineup generator on DraftSharks.com can be your tournament play or your cash play. It's ready to help build winning lineups, whatever format you're looking to play. You got dollars per point projections, ceiling projections. You can filter by the matchups. You can play around with team stacks and all the other settings to get lineups to come out the way that you want them and then send them off the site and put them where they need to go. Make sure you check out Jared's articles with more picks for cash games and tournament play on DraftKings this week. Of course, our goal with all of it is to help you win week 11.